Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean. This is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Daniel Farrelly, uh, aka Jelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is the 25th of January, 2013, and this is episode 9. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, how are you going with your New Year's resolutions? Quite well, in fact. Um, Ruby and I have started uh, early this week, started going for walks before work, so, uh, you know, good 40, 50 minutes outside, getting some exercise, you know, a couple, couple Ks in the morning. Yep. Um, which is good. Hopefully we can stick to it. Sure. Because, um, you know, it's one, it's one of those things where they say, like, it takes 10 days to form a habit or something like that. Um, I yeah, mean, I don't actually know. I don't actually well, know what the number it is. It sounds right, doesn't it? Like, it's, even it if sounds it's not right. true, it sounds I've, like it's I've true. Heard the, uh, I've heard that that said. I don't know I don't know what the number is, though. I, I feel like it's longer than that. All right, like, so I'll say, like, it takes mm, days to form a habit. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're hoping that, you know, we keep this up for a little bit and it won't be as difficult to get up in the morning. <laughs> Indeed. I know how it feels to, 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 uh, to be, I know it, how it is to have a difficult time getting up in the morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. caffeine, ca- lack of caffeine will do that to you. Yes, so how, how are you going with that? Have you avoided the, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a euphemism for Coca-Cola, but <laughs> you know. I can't think of anything. But so, have you avoided Coke? <laughs> I I have I have avoided it. Uh, for, I have come very close to slipping at least a couple of times. Uh, I was at an engagement party, and uh, there were like like there were obviously drinks there, and uh, so I I thought, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I could do with a drink, and I went and I just I grabbed the bottle of Coke and was opening was in the process of opening it, and I went, wait, no. Put it, put it down. Just back away, <laughs> and uh, and you know, and and stop myself uh, just in time. Uh, so I, I haven't, I haven't. Uh, obviously, I haven't managed to get the uh, the the default out of my system yet. Uh, I haven't got a you know. I I keep I keep having to uh, stop myself from you know ordering Coke when you know when provided the option not because i'm you know desperate for it or anything but because i i just don't don't even think about it you know coke is just the it's the default it's everybody's default right there's that uh but yeah i mean uh, i mean i'm still having i'm still having trouble getting my my sleep pattern in order i still keep going to bed at like three o'clock at night or whatever and (laughs) and then trying to get up at ridiculous times in the morning uh so you know, I'll, I'll manage. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. We're, we're. I'm still. Pr- I'm pretty proud. I'm. You know, 24 days sober. So that that's good. <laughs> My name's Jelly, and it's been 24 days since I've had a coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get uh let's get into it, because we have so much to talk about today. Like there is a list that is just chock full of of things, uh, and including some follow up that you have. Which- which is a first for the past couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, well, it's a first for this year. We haven't had any follow-up this year at all. And so, it's the first for this episode. It is. It is the first yeah. for this episode. Uh, so, uh, t- so tell me, Brandon, what follow-up do you have for us this week? I have more Facebook follow-up because 
we all love Facebook, so I know everybody wanted to talk about it, wanted to hear us talk about it some more. Absolutely. Uh, I got access to Graph Graph Search. Right, um, so we, which we talked about last week. Correct. Um, it, it's neat, um, but I, using it, I've, I've run into the same issue that I thought we were going to, we, we talked about last time where I don't know what to actually do with it. Um, like I did, I did, you know, I tried to mess around with it and to see what searches I could do. And so I, I did one that was, um, see, I have it, shopping in retail places that my friends of friends who live in Florida went to Pompano Beach High School in 2006 and went to the University of Central Florida to the shopping retail places that they've been to. Yep. So, and it, it found me places that, you know, they had checked into and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it matched all the criteria. So friends of friends went to my high school when I graduated, went to my, you know, went to the uni I went to. So like it can do really complicated things, but why would I need to do that? You know what I mean? For stalking purposes, obviously. That, that is exactly right. Uh, which which just goes into exactly what we were talking about last week with all the privacy concerns that that come up with this because uh, it, it's all well and good to you know to to you know do a search like that but it's like but what other like there is no other purpose uh, for a search like that except except stalking or just general yeah. curiosity like it, it's not something that you're uh, you're going to actually do legitimately i mean you know it's one thing it's one thing to like search for you know for people in canberra who like to to go you know uh, to ride bikes uh that's great but um you know like why 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 would you be looking for that in the first place are you looking for yeah. are you looking for love because you're looking in the wrong place, I think. Well, no. If you were looking for love, you'd say single people in Canberra. Ah, oh, yes, who of like course. Who like bikes? Yes, of course. Who are friends of friends? Because that way you can get introduction. <clears throat> I think, like, obviously, like they're they're going somewhere with this, and I think the idea is that they want to they want to knock Google off its uh off its very high pedestal uh in search, and they the the uh they're they doing what they do best which is uh you know data about people and applying that to searches in the best way that they they can think of at this time uh i, I don't know maybe maybe it'll improve over the over the years and you know we'll we'll uh we'll start to be able to search for things that actually matter uh well i i was uh i was looking looking into this a bit more um after like last week's episode and Someone had an example of a search that I thought was actually uh, decent, not one that I would, you know, that you'd use all the time. But it was uh, like food places in New York that people in New York like. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, so so that's... kind of like, a, oh, I'm going traveling. I want to see, you know, where do, where do the locals eat? That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. But but even that, like, that's pretty limited. You that's know what I mean? Like, limited to, that, to that's, travel. That's the only, yeah, that's, that's the only good example we can think of that isn't creepy or just weird. You know? <laughs> Indeed. I don't know. May, like, uh, I, I guess maybe if it gets uh, implemented with some of the other features, like uh, maybe you'll be able to search for, you know, people who, uh, people who I've interacted with this year and be able to invite them to an event at the end of the year or something. That sort oh, that's of interesting. Yeah. That sort of stuff could be could be useful. So I mean, the the, the whole idea, the actual uh, premise of it, 
is has some uses, I think. But I like. I mean, I haven't I haven't used it yet because I'm still I'm still waiting for it. Uh, but maybe you can check check this out and uh, and let me know. Uh, the maybe you like maybe there will be the ability to uh, to do the, do that sort of stuff because at the moment you know it's a pain in the ass to try and uh, to try and figure out you know who like if you're making if you're doing an event like uh, me and Mel do a um, we do a, a Christmas party every every year, and searching through lists of friends is a pain. A pain, like, and you can't really use uh, lists to any sort of um, real, like, to make it really useful. And I'm not, I'm not going to invite all of my old school friends and all of the people that I used to work with five years ago, and you know, all the people right. that you just kind of gather as you as you move through the <laughs> through the years. Uh, so something like that, you know, might be a little bit more uh, useful. Sure. Well, I'll have a I'll have a go at that uh, right. after the uh, after the show, and I'll and maybe I'll, we'll talk about it if if we want to talk about Facebook some more. We can do it next week. Fair enough. Have you got anything else? Uh, I got one more thing. Uh, the Surface Pro has an actual uh, release date. Not not in Australia, of course, but uh, in the U.S. and Canada, uh, the release date is February 9th. Um, so still, st- still a couple weeks, and who knows yep. what will happen. But just you know, it's, it's interesting to have that you know have that date out there. I think they said it was um, oh where is it, one hundred and six days later than when the RT came out. So, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, That's... like I think Microsoft wanted to hit like the ninety day mark, so uh, they, but obviously they they, they didn't. <laughs> kind of went a little bit over. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. So, no. Continue. Oh, okay, but I was gonna say. Um, I, I mean, I feel like this one. It, if one of them is going to sell well, I feel like the Pro will do better than the RT. But the t- time will tell. You know. Yeah. See, I, I think I think that the RT is probably their best. Uh, the best chance at at doing doing tablets. Uh, because I mean they've done they've done the whole uh, you know full computer in a in a tablet format before and it's not worked out for them, right? And despite like really the only change here is that it's uh, it's a you know a fully packaged thing uh, that it's designed like you know today's today's modern tablets, <laughs> as opposed to the you know the half a laptop that they used to be, right. uh, and. Like and it's got you know the Windows 8 interface, which uh, you know is is still is still getting you know varied uh, responses from people. Uh, so uh, yeah, I I don't know how it's going to go for them. I, I really I, I really I think that the uh, the RT version is probably their better their best bet at you know actually making this uh, you know making tablets work for them. And yeah. That's that's kind of how I feel about it, I guess. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how it goes in uh, in February when it when it goes on sale. Indeed, indeed, oh. we will. Uh, right. Actually, actually, that reminds me, uh, and I did have it in the notes to uh, to, to talk about, but I it, it's disappeared for some reason. Maybe you deleted them. I blame <laughs> I blame you. Uh, Apple has today uh, announced their uh, their 
numbers, their their sales results for the quarter. Uh, and if you remember, remember, but if you remember, we were talking about this last week. Because uh, as a quick follow-up, we uh, we talked last week about how the Wall Street Journal posted a uh, thing to say that you know um, Apple had cut an order for screens, and that you know this was a sign of you know how they're you know they're they're gonna they're gonna die and become you know become nothing but flowers. Um, anyway, so uh, they've actually posted their sales results today. Uh, so. To quickly list off some of those, uh, they made this past quarter, which is a holiday quarter, uh, keep in mind, so uh, the numbers are pretty high, uh, $54.5 billion uh, in, in revenue. Last year, uh, at the same time, so in the same holiday quarter, but uh, 2011, I guess, uh, it was... Less. It was a lot less. I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Uh, I had this all listed out, so this. Uh, <laughs> so you would. So you wouldn't so, have to read so it. So I wouldn't have to read it, and now I'm having to read it. So I'm. I'm trying to find everything. Uh, okay. So last year the revenue was forty six point three. So it's it's up by about uh, <laughs> by about eight billion dollars. Pocket change. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> it's up by nothing. Uh, they they Bill sold Gates loses more than that every day. Yeah. They sold uh they sold 47.8 million iPhones uh in this quarter. And that includes both the 4 and the 5 which uh because they still sell the 4 as their quote cheap end quote model. Uh last year they sold uh they sold 37 so it's up by 10 million this year so they're doing pretty good is what you're saying yeah they sold 22.9 million ipads uh this quarter and last year they sold 15.4 million (laughs) and they sold uh ipods it was here i'm looking for it 12.7 million ipods as opposed to 15.4 last year so ipods are down but iphones and ipads are way up Right. Uh, Macs are up as well by like a, by about a million, and uh, it's it's not it's you know it, they sold four. So, sorry, they're down. They're down by about a million. Uh, four point one this year uh, compared to five point two last year. Uh, that it's you know it was. You know, there was all this talk about how they were going to, you know, they're not doing very well. And there's, it continues to, it's still going. Like, it's even even now that they've posted their sales, like, people are still, you know, and the stock the stock ended up going down after they announced this by about 10%, I think it was. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not like, a, I'm not a stock, you know, guru or anything like that. I don't know really anything about it. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, people, when it comes to <laughs> stock. But, you know... The the numbers, you know, they've they've made a lot in revenue, and uh, the, you know, even more. They've uh, this is actually a record result for them, uh, and it's actually really high. Like it's really high in general. I th- I think one of the articles that I was reading today was sa- saying that it was like one of the top ten of all time for com- for for companies, uh, f- for a quarter. So, so that's that's like that's significant, and yet people are still saying that you know that they're dying and that they're not going to go anywhere. So, to them, I say, 
fooey. <laughs> oh, language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, actually, before we go on, I do have a tiny other bit of follow-up that I just remembered. Um, you remember a while back we were talking about the Nexus 4? The yes, Google's the, phone? the Google-East Google phone. That is exactly right. Well, it is now for sale in Australia, or will be within like two weeks, I think, uh, at Harvey Norman. You can buy um, it outright. Okay. Um, or I, I think they have some thing where if you purchase it through them, you can get it on an Optus plan. But the point is, it is available in Australia. Sweet. Um, and you don't have to buy it from Google and get it shipped and all that kind of stuff. You can just go into a store and grab it. Pick it up. Um, yeah. So I just thought I'd throw it out there in case any of our listeners were actually interested in getting it. Well. I, I, th- I think it's about 500-ish. Dollars, okay. so I guess that's, I guess it's normal for an outright phone. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. That 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 sounds about right. Yeah, cool. Anyway, five hundred. So yeah, so everyone go out there and buy some, <laughs> <laughs> or or don't you know, buy buy an iPhone instead. Contribute to Apple's huge earnings. But anyway. Charlie, they're they're dying. They're going down the drain. <laughs> so so it's I'm I'm going to be using uh, technology that's that's dead next year. Oh, exactly dear. right. <laughs> that's 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 not good. It's good not not good at all. Uh, well, that's all the follow up that I've got. Uh, I've I've posted uh, the uh, the article for for the results into the show notes, and uh, we'll get you to post uh, your articles in the show notes as well, so that people can uh, follow up on that further but otherwise let's move on to actual topics well not actual you know to new topics new things right non-follow-up topics non-follow-up topics what have you got all right well um i don't know if you saw but amazon launched a i guess you called it an mp3 store uh for the iphone but they did it in such a way that they could make their sales without giving Apple a cut. Indeed. By doing it as a web app? That's exactly right. So you use the uh, the browser on your phone. You go on to whatever the website is. I guess it's Amazon.com slash MP3. Yep. Uh, you go and you, know, you make your purchases and then you download, I'm just trying to see the name of it here, uh, Amazon Cloud Player, which I guess is the actual app on the iTunes store, mm-hmm. um, you download that and it plays through there. So that way, none of the purchasing is actually a- happening in the app. It's all happening on the website. Right. Which means so, that they can cut, uh, they can skip the uh, the Apple's uh, built-in payment system, which takes a 30% cut. Right. Okay. So I, I think that's, Interesting. I can't. I can't blame them for doing that. Yeah. I, the, I mean, the only issue that I have with that is that, like, it's it's one thing to be able to buy music and download it elsewhere, uh, you know, on a computer or whatever, uh, and you know, play it through this mobile uh, player. But at the same time, the like, how how like to get it onto your phone for for real seems that seems like a bit of a pain um but like the whole idea is that you know we're moving away this is the post pc era so we're moving away from having to uh, t- tether something to a computer 
Uh, and while it's all very well and good to be able to stream the music that you buy uh, through the app, the, you know, the, the secondary app, uh, if like um, how how do you mix it? Like, can you mix it with the music that you've already got? Can you uh you know can, can like can you download it without having to you know rely on a computer uh, when you buy from the iTunes store you can like you can you can have it directly in your regular music and it's you know it's available outside of the the app because you can pull in those right. songs from other apps but if you if you're buying from the Amazon store like it's all I'm not against the idea because it's all very, like you know having uh, having competition is excellent because it means that prices get driven down and you know all that sort of stuff, and so it's you know it it makes sense and obviously you know Apple uh, Apple is like likes to protect their their little uh, the little area, uh, and that's that you know I I completely understand that but uh, f- for the user the, like in this particular case the user I, d- I don't necessarily know how this is going to be a benefit to to most people that are using iPhones. Yeah, well, yeah, the, you you do hit some good points. Um, that you know if you do want to have it, the physical song on your your device, you do have to connect it to a computer, download it, and just you know drag it over, drag it into iTunes. Um. But I think it gives people the option if, you know, say all the songs you want are seventy cents on Amazon instead of you know a dollar ten on iTunes or dollar whatever it is. You know, maybe you go, oh, I really want that song. You, you know, you switch over to that, you buy it, and then when you get home, you know, you move it over, but you still have the opportunity to listen to it through the cloud player. But you know, you do you do make a good point for a lot of people. You know, that kind of is the, the phone is their computer. Yeah, and and I guess for them that's not. This isn't really for those people. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Like I, I mean, it. I, I think it's a good thing, and it can only. Uh, uh, this sort of thing kind of, uh, make kind of is like a prodding to Apple to say, you know, we want to be able to do this on the phone. Uh, because you know, if if this actually does eat into their sales, then you know they they're going to do something about it. Uh, right. And you know, I don't know what that that is. I have no idea. Like, but they got like if it does actually work, then <laughs> then they're going. There's something is going to happen. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, I I don't know what Apple could do in this situation other than just they they either have to stick with what they got and. You know, hope that most people don't go this this route with with their things because I think this has big you know bigger implications outside of just music. Sure. Because well, you know if, if you have a yeah you know if you if you buy a magazine subscription, you just go to you know the magazine's website. You you put in your payment de- details and it gives you a code that you go in and enter in on the app. And that way, Apple doesn't make you know whatever doesn't make the three dollars they would have made on your subscription cost. It all goes straight to you know the magazine owner. Well, yeah, but I mean the the that that's again that's part part of the uh, the benefit of of falling in line, I guess, with the <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, in app purchase that Apple has got set up uh, is that you know it's a lot easier for users uh, to do stuff, and there's quite a good system set up for doing it as well. It's a huge pain 
to have to go outside of that in order to set up, uh, you know, to set up a, a subscription or a uh, like a yeah you know, a, a, a purchasing setup if if um, you know for for a lot of a lot of companies, and it also means that you can't really uh, make use of things like the um, the newsstand and stuff like that on on the Apple devices, which you know. Uh, I guess this this is something that you know that people have been doing for a while. You know, trying trying to get around the the uh, the in app purchase stuff. And I, I don't necessarily think. That, I mean, I, I, while I don't consider the the uh, the thirty percent that Apple takes, you know, fair in a lot of situations because you know it's one thing to you know to do the app stuff, and you know they like apps apps are one thing, uh, but things like magazine subscriptions and. Um, and in you know music or whatever uh music you know it doesn't actually f- fall prey to that because you don't really buy music through uh, in-app purchase but uh anything that you do buy through in-app purchase you know gets that 30 percent um even if you know even if they you know if amazon set up their music music system with the in-app purchase you would they would uh, lose 30 percent to apple and uh you know that in certain cases that's that's just not and that's not reasonable because it, all it does is just uh, it's like that they don't do anything for it. In the case of apps, they you know the, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes for you know for developers you know that, that you know benefits the developers and stuff like that, which is you know which um, is is good you know it, it, like it's it's good and it you know the the thirty percent kind of I guess pays for that in a way. Uh, you know things like you know the how they go and they vet every single app that goes you know that, that makes right. it under the it's store quality control. You know, so there's you know it it kind of pays for that in a way. Uh, but when it's when you when we're talking about things like you know uh a magazine subscription which really has nothing to do with Apple and never really, Apple never really touches it. I don't really, I yeah. don't really see the 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 point. See, I, I think if Apple said something like, okay, we still want to make money, so we're not going to, you know, give away in-app purchases, but what if they drop it down from 30% to 10% or 5%? Something where, So they're still making money on nothing, essentially. You know, like they're not doing any effort for that, but it makes it, I think, less likely that people are going to, you know, try to get around it. Yeah, uh, like I, I think that if even if they went went so far as to, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of the like online credit card uh, systems that uh, exist, uh, like like PayPal and uh, Amazon payments and stuff like that, they have a charge that they 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 take out of every single transaction, uh, regardless of what it is like how much it is or and who 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 it's going to every every transaction takes a you know there's a cut that goes to goes to the company in the case of paypal i think it's like you know a 30 cent charge for the you know for the purchase and then you know a five percent something or i'm not exactly sure of the numbers in that particular case and i'd have to look them up but uh you know the the idea is that there is a there is a small charge and then a like a a charge a percentage of the of the payment that goes to the person who has uh, who has basically processed that, and the reason for that is basically because you know they're they're processing it, and it's part of you know it's part of the of the uh, the system that you know they actually have to pay they have have to pay uh, fees to you know, the credit card companies and that sort of stuff to in order to make that happen. 
So right. it's reasonable. Like it's understandable that they take a cut out of pay out of payments. Uh, some of them are more than others, but most of them are fairly low. Uh, like you 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 get you get it's less than thirty percent. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the like and the the fact of the matter is is that Apple makes tons of money out of uh out of app purchases and in app purchases. Uh, they make so much money, and every every year at WWDC they they announce they announce how much they've you know the like how much they've made so far, and it's just like the number is staggering, uh, and how much like they pay a lot to developers because developers get you know seventy percent of that, but still like thirty percent of a you know twenty thirty dollar app is a fair chunk of money. Like it's you know yeah, a good and couple especially of bucks. if if you're like in the magazine subscription case, you know, if you think you might have, you know, five million people making a purchase, yeah. even if it's a dollar each, like, you know, thirty percent of five million dollars that that adds up. Yeah, it adds up a lot. Yeah. So, so you know, so it's uh, and you know, when when in-app purchases first uh, came out, there was a lot of uh, Apple copped a lot of fuck for you know for the for, for it being thirty percent, uh, and I. You know, uh, I'm not really. I'm not really gonna, uh, you know, say whether like say whether or not they uh, should get rid of it. But like, I I don't see it as being uh, being a fair amount. And I think that uh, the the very the fact of the matter is is that people try to get around it, and uh, and that that makes you know that kind of just says that you know it's it's something that. Uh, is no good. I, I guess. I guess we'll we'll see how Apple feels about this when the, when with the uh, when they deal with the app. I guess <laughs> whether or not they uh, decide to kick the app out of the store, which they've done that sort of stuff before. So I, I it wouldn't uh, you know, for not for not complying with the, with their rules. So right. well, yeah, like so we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, that is enough about Apple. <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think one one of these weeks we're gonna have a show that's gonna have no no Apple references whatsoever. No Apple references. Really? And people will stop listening. Really? <laughs> <laughs> or people will start listening. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Did you hear about uh, Atari? I did not hear about Atari. What the, what, what the about death Atari? Of Atari. As Wait, it's saying Atari's dying. Yes, it it said it said rosebud and then just you know sighed and exhaled and it was gone. Sad. Yes. Well, except not really, um, because and and if, if you check the news about this, people are going, oh, you know, this is the end of Atari. You know, p- people slightly older than us are you know are in tears because it's their childhood that's gone. But Atari hasn't really been Atari in a very very long time. Right. Uh, so, I'll, I'll post an article in the show notes that, that kind of has the details, and it's 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 a very confusing set of details because essentially Atari has has died about four or five times now. Okay. Um, so like I'll try to summarize it. So the the, the original Atari, uh, you know, so the the original company was bought by Warner Communications. Uh, the the arcade portion of that of Atari. So you know the the one that dealt with the arcade games was split into Atari Games, 
uh, and kind of went off on its own uh, as a separate company. Then it was repurchased by Warner Communications um, and renamed Midway Games West. So, you know, any one of those could have been considered deaths because the company was no longer the company at any point along there. Sure. Okay, and then the non-arcade one uh, portion of Atari, so that's that's home hardware and software, that was bought by some. Actually, I think it was bought by the guy who did the. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the. Uh, oh darn it! What was the name of the other system? I'm, I'm Commodore. Just the Commodore. Yes, I think I think that's what it is. So I think it was bought by the guy who. Um, yes, you're correct. The guy who the guy who created the Commodore actually bought uh, Atari, the the non arcade side of Atari. Then it was bought by Hasbro Interactive. Then Hasbro Interactive was bought by a company called In. I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's it's, it's French, but it's I N F O G R A M E S. Infogrames. So, yeah, or Infograms or Infogrames. Gra- Grams sounds right. Infograms. Infograms. It's yeah. funny. I, I've seen that company a lot because, you know, they do a lot of uh, video games, but I've never actually noticed that there was an R there. So I always thought it was Infogames. Yeah. Uh, so it's taken it's taken a, a, a version, this this latest uh, incarnation of Atari going into bankruptcy for me to, to notice an R in another company. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to call it Infogames just so I don't have to try to pronounce it. So Infogames uh, had another company they bought called, before this, called GT Interactive. Right. Um, so after after they bought Hasbro Interactive, GT Interactive, like that wing of Infogames, started to publish as Atari because they had, they had the rights to the name as right. part of the purchase. Yep. So kind of all their stuff kind of came out as Atari. And so with that... Um, that is a section that is declared bankruptcy this time. Ah, uh, okay. So it's not actually Atari that's declaring yeah. bankruptcy. Well, there's, there's not really an Atari anymore. Like that's no. That's that's the thing is that it, it's, you know, it's so far diluted from what it was originally. You know, like it's this company, not... this one has nothing to do with, um, did nothing to do with the original company. Sure. And I think Midway Games still owns the the arcade division. So like the article points out in, in two thousand one there was a remake of uh the Spy Hunter game and it was developed by the a subsidiary of the um Infogames version of Atari and published by Midway Games, which controlled the other version, you know, like the arcade the remnants of the arcade version of Atari. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there was a point where both those companies were going together, working on a game that had nothing to do with the original Atari. C- confusing, just yes. confusing is what it is. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is that the Atari filing for bankruptcy, this version of Atari anyway, um, is not necessarily because they're doing poorly. It's because Infogames is doing poorly. Um, so this is them, I guess, trying to separate from the other company. Right, yeah. So the, I mean, they they they've just not doing very well. So they've, uh, so they're just uh, they're they're declaring bankruptcy, and so by if by proxy, I guess the the Atari name is also declaring bankruptcy. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> it's it's confusing. That's very confusing. But yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. So Atari hasn't existed. The the point is that Atari hasn't existed for for quite a while. So uh, you know, so really, it's uh, it's you know, while it's sad that this is happening, it's not really all that sad. <laughs> yes, and and it's I don't not, know it's what I'm supposed to anywhere. feel here. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I I think. I think you don't really need to feel anything because Atari's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like the games that Atari is putting out now or the ones that have the Atari brand, it's not like even if somehow the this this Atari company can't get out from under info games and really does go like, you know, doesn't show up again, all those games are going to be sold off like the the rights of the IP. So someone will still be making, you know, whatever it is that people want to play. You know, it, and I'm sure someone will buy the rights to the name, so you'll still see an Atari company, right? Um, yeah, okay. I guess we'll. I guess uh, you know. I guess we'll, we'll. I mean, we'll continue to see Atari games, so that's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things because it's such a well-known brand. Yeah, well, it, it's it's essentially like if uh, Nintendo uh, declared bankruptcy. Yeah, exactly. Or like how uh, you know Sega stopped developing consoles a while ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but you know they still exist, and you can still play Sonic games on a Nintendo, which is weird. Uh, uh, but you know, it's they still exist, I guess. So. You can actually play Sonic games on the Xbox too. Yeah, you or can Sega play. games, or Sonic specifically, but other Sega games. As yeah, well. I I don't really care about other Sega games. I just care, I just care about Sonic. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> uh, and I'm probably not sure, not not alone in that. Uh, and that being said, I not even don't even care about Sonic all that much. I'm mostly I'm more of a Nintendo person than a, than a Sega person or a Sonic but, person. But what about the Sonic TV show? Did you ever watch that? I did watch that uh, when I was a kid. I also had books, uh, Sonic uh, books, which were which I quite enjoyed when I was a kid. They had like. <laughs> illustrations and stuff which was was which was uh, how i learned to draw sonic at, at that stage in life uh, and that added you know it all it's it's it you know sonic does kind of play into my you know development of of as being a you know well-rounded human being <laughs> but you know i'm i'm a nintendo guy at, at the, you know at heart so yeah well, Sonic. really, you're you're an Apple guy at heart, and then. But really, I'm an Apple guy at heart. Yeah, yeah. That, that just lo- that just ha- ha- so happens to love N- Nintendo as well. Yeah. Um, now, there's actually another company as well that is nowhere near as well known as um, Atari, but another big video game company has filed for uh, bankruptcy and has been like completely separated. Like, so it's it, there's no chance of that's um, THQ. All right. Yep. Um, they did, uh, like Metro Homefront. Uh, they had other sub. One of their subsidiary companies was Relic, which did the like the Warhammer Forty Thousand and the Company of Heroes too. Um, okay. So they've they've got a bunch of different games going out, but they got they got split up. I think Sega bought the Relic Studios. Uh, uh, Cock Media brought. I think that's how you pronounce it. C O C H. So I assume that's. Because I don't think it's Koch, it just sounds really inappropriate. Um, <laughs> but the oh oh, also they did like the Saints Row games and the Red Faction games. Ah uh, yes, that's why. No, I I was trying uh, to think of what games I know that THQ has published. Yeah. Saints Row is the one. 
Yeah, so that that company that I'm not going to repeat, they bought they bought the subsidiary that did those games. They also buying the the Metro license. Uh, Crytek is buying the Homefront license. Take Two is buying Evolve. Uh, Ubisoft is uh, purchasing THQ Montreal, so they're taking over the whole studio and yep. the license of the Stealth Bark game. So I mean, you know, for all we know, that could happen to Atari. You know, they could be completely split up, and so you know, up. there may there may not be the name left other than the arcade division that's probably you know that makes money off the the merchandising and that kind of stuff yeah and i guess this also goes to show that uh games industry is very fickle yeah nothing nothing lasts forever does it yeah i I think it was one of those things like when i was younger it was i always thought that would be cool you know oh i want to make games i want to do that kind of stuff and then as i got older and you know you, you hear the news about the gaming industry and it's always you know company a is you know, let go, you know, that, you know, the 100 people coming to be is restructuring this studio and closing it and they're moving, you know, all all sorts of areas around the country. And, you know, this game didn't sell well. So these guys were all, you know, were all fired, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I think I think at the same time, we're seeing we're seeing like indie developers uh, creating little like little games and people are like they people are loving it like uh and they're doing very well for themselves uh i think it's one of those things where the the console game like in the big game industry it's it's one thing like it's it's one thing and it's what everybody thinks of when they think of games right you think of you know if you think of games you think of oh you know the the latest xbox title or you know or whatever right uh but i think what we're seeing is less of a you know dying of the games industry uh, and more of a like uh, of the kind of a sign that we're moving towards things like uh, in develop like independent uh, developers producing their own games or you know teaming up and producing games as you know little games in in small teams and I mean I don't think that's going to be completely what happens because there's always going to be a, a there's always going to be a place for these, you know, for these larger, you know, eighty-hour games that you, yeah, that you the AAA games, yeah, the the games that you get lost in uh, for for you know the, an entire weekend. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot more. And Nintendo is was the largely the first person, like the first company to kind of uh, cash in on this, and that's that is to say that you know smaller, uh, casual games is the sort of thing that we're seeing a lot of now. Uh, and they're doing very well because, you know, people love to be able to pick up their, you know, their mobile device and, and play Angry Birds or, uh, you know, even even some of the the indie, like the indie games that came out on the Xbox, like, uh, like Braid and uh, Super Meat Boy. Yes, Super there's Meat a, Boy. There's a few of them. Like, there's a few of these. Uh, you even, know, even like Minecraft as well. Yeah. Well, uh, taken know, every every console and the computer yeah produced produced by small teams uh you know they're not necessarily as as big or as uh as polished as some of the some of the big games but you know they they you know they're they're developed by people who absolutely love what they're doing and they're doing it because they they you know they they want that they've got this this idea that they're so dedicated to do to doing you know that they they spend you know a couple of years developing it like you you just look at like uh fez which was a which was an indie de- uh, con- like 
indie game that was developed for Xbox. Uh, it's a you know 2D style platformer with a bit of a 3D twist to it. Um, you know, it plays on the on the dimensions and that sort of stuff. And it was produced by you know an an indie developer and uh, I think it was there was a couple of them, and uh, you know that they. they they it was it was a it was a work of love really for them and i think right. i think that that's and i mean as as corny as it is to say that you know the special ingredient was love uh you know seeing seeing these indiv- like these indie developers are, are doing very well for themselves because and they you know they're succeeding at what they're doing because of the fact that they are, you know they love what they do and they have an idea which they are 100% you know dedicated to and they just they just crank out you know this 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 one game uh and then you move on to the next the the next thing which may be working for another company or producing another indie game and who knows uh but i I think i think this is the sort of thing that we're seeing more and more often uh in in most industries really uh is that the the little guy is starting to starting to come back i think it's good yeah it's what we're talking about before it's it's competition yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's, uh, allows for a lot of new ideas to come through that, you know, you don't necessarily see in a big, big company game. Like, I don't think we would have ever seen something like Super Meat Boy come out of, come out of like, you know, uh, one of the bigger console, uh, game, the game, uh, developers because it's, it would have been like that somebody would have, you know, put it, put the hand up in a meeting and it would have been, you know, smacked down immediately. Just be, right. not be, yeah, because it would be like, oh, you know, there's this problem with it, and there's that problem with it, and you know, it's you know, it's a guy with no the 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 main character is a guy that has no skin, so you know, which makes him super vulnerable, you know, vulnerable to you know, sores and buzz sores and stuff like that that you have, like that kind of litter litter the levels, and uh, you know, it would have been you know too violent or too you know too disgusting or whatever, and just knocked down. I don't I don't know I I. I think we're seeing a lot of stuff that coming out of indie developers that you just wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's true. So I, I've been kind of hogging the uh, topics. So what do you have? What do I what have? What do you want to talk about? Well, I, uh, I've, this the last few years, been watching an amazing sci-fi TV show, and I do love a good sci-fi. Uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten into quite a few of them over the years, uh, you know, and a lot of the, the major ones. And this one is kind of a major one, and uh, it's you know, it's the show Fringe. Uh, it's a J.J. Uh, Abrams show, uh, although, you know, he basically created it and then just left the, you know, left the guys to run it, uh, right. as, which is which is typically what he does, uh, does these days with TV. Uh, and... It, it's just finished. Like it's they they just uh, last week aired their finale episode this this series finale, and I think personally I think it was one of the best send offs for a uh, for a sci fi show that I've seen in quite a while, and uh, I've 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 been reading uh, some of the articles that have been coming out uh, on on you know about the about the finale, uh, and I will post a couple of them in the show notes. Uh, although they some of them do contain spoilers, and I'm not going to go into spoilers now. I'm just going to talk about how amazing Fringe is. Uh, that like and I I think that it, like it just goes to show that this is a show that should like that if you haven't 
been if you haven't been watching it or haven't seen it then i think it's it's a great show to to get started with because it starts out and it goes it goes in places that you would just you just wouldn't have seen it's it's very much uh it's it's very it's got that sort of you know it, i guess it it inherits that from from lost in a way it you know it it goes to new places that you wouldn't necessarily uh understand i mean it's 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 science fiction from the get go unlike lost uh right. you 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 know, you, you you go straight into it, and it's it's it is uh it is very X Files ish in a way, in that uh you like that there's a you know there's a not a monster of the week, but there's like a you know a weird occurrence of the week, uh, and you know you know some weeks there was there was one week where there was a uh chest bursting alien type thing, <laughs> and uh very similar to 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 uh alien uh there there was a a week where uh people were self combusting oh, spontaneously combusting that's the word i'm looking for uh self combusting self combusting sounds like a personal problem <laughs> <laughs> doctor doctor i've been self combusting all week <laughs> uh you know so it's i i think it's a uh i think it's a like it's a great show and you know that it it, it it's uh made even better by great characters and and really good actors uh it it has um Joshua Jackson who people will probably have uh to recognize from Dawson's Creek uh <laughs> and uh, my the, the the only reactions that I've gotten from the internet this week was that you know everybody hopes that that he gets a new show because he's hot uh <laughs> good okay excellent meanwhile I'm a big fan of uh of John Noble, who was who throughout the entire show is the reason is if you watch it for any reason you you can watch it for you can watch it for his performance. Uh, you might have seen him in like the Lord of the Rings. He's an Australian actor uh, that kind of does his do, does various different things. Uh, did a lot. I think he did a lot of theatre in, in back in the day. Uh, and uh, yeah, he just he is amazing as uh, Walter Walter Bishop. Uh, okay. How how to put it? Walter is the is like a scientific genius, I guess. He's uh you know super super smart. He's the he's the guy that everybody goes to for uh for you know to to solve the scientific stuff. But he's also nuts in the like early on in the in like actually the way that we first meet him is that we're pulling him out of a uh an insane asylum (laughs) and uh throughout the entire thing he'll be you know doing stuff and then he'll suddenly refer to like he'll suddenly be hungry for a particular food uh you know like you know strawberry milkshake or something uh just random randomly and uh you know he has a cow in his laboratory because he I don't know. I, look, he, he's a he's an excellent character, and and uh, and John Noble does amazing things with him, and it's just it's outstanding. It's uh, absolutely worth watching. So, so would you say he's kind of like a gritty Professor Farnsworth from Futurama? <laughs> yes, in a way. Uh, obviously, it's a lot more serious than than Futurama it, is. Well, that's why I said gritty. Uh, he he's probably the co- he's probably he probably is the comedy. Uh, portion of the show of the show which is uh which is not a not a terrible thing uh yeah no yeah i would probably he's probably a little bit like uh, professor farnsworth uh so yeah definitely yeah um 
if you haven't if you didn't see the 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 fringe finale uh you should you should go back and you should start watching fringe not you Bean, because i know you've got you've got tv shows to catch up on uh, already <laughs> so many you, yeah. you don't need you don't need another one uh yeah. but well, you should about, you should queue this one up for us afterwards <laughs> Uh, but if, you know, if, if somebody's looking for a show to watch, then Fringe is definitely the one, uh, I like it's, it's ending was amazing and very well, well, like very much worth the, worth the, uh, the effort, you know, there, there was a bit of a question in when they went into this season, whether or not it was going to work out because it was one of those situations where it nearly got canceled at the end of that season and then they extended it and that, that always, uh, usually turns turns out bad because you know they try to wrap everything up and then they run out of stuff that they've got to do and then it's just like this season of kind of you know trying to string it along for the for the rest of the episodes but right. they really like they they did a really good job of it and uh even like e- even though it seems like they don't know what they're doing as they're going into it and you're not sure what's going on uh it really it like it really worked um and you know it was a, it was a, like there was there was no other way to end it really I, I think uh, so so yeah Fringe go and watch no. Friends Fringe uh, how how many seasons like what season is this uh, I think it was season five um that's yeah five okay so it's it's uh, and season five is a short season like it's only about uh, thirteen episodes they they uh, they did uh, all the rest of them are fairly standard American length. 23 or so uh okay. yeah so but definitely a good show definitely worth worth watching uh and you know it, it, and uh getting through it's 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 excellent fringe has got uh all the jellies all the jellies <laughs> in the jelly rating <laughs> so infinite jellies out of infinite jellies infinite jellies out of infinite jellies <laughs> it's uh it's it's one of my top 10 TV shows of all time. All right. I would definitely, right. definitely, definitely say that. you heard it here, folks. <laughs> uh, so, and I mean, you know, now that it's gone, I'm kind of sad because there's not a whole lot of really good science fiction on TV at the moment. Uh, but there, but there is, there is a lot of good. Sh- there is, well, there's, there's not a lot of them, but there is a few good TV shows uh, still, like science fiction TV, still going. Um, there was an announcement recently that Continuum. Uh, which is a Canadian show, is, has been moved to a uh, to, to a, a a US network, which means that we're probably going to see uh, a lot more of it. Uh, it's a, it's also a very good show, a very good uh, sci-fi show about uh, I guess a cop that travels back in time from the future to present day, uh, and uh, it's it's somewhat interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. Uh, obviously, there's Doctor Who, which uh, everybody should be watching uh, this <laughs> this year, especially because it's the fifty uh, fifty year anniversary. So it, I think this is the if it, if there is ever a time to get into Doctor Who, now is now is it. And obviously, you can you can watch Futurama because Futurama is always uh always always good. But there's plenty of plenty of shows. Uh, I've actually I actually came across an article from from Io9 this week, uh, which actually answers the question. You know, uh, if is there 
if there, is there any science fiction left on TV now that Fringe is gone? And yes, there is. And here is a list of things that you can watch. So I'll throw that in the show notes because I'm not going to list off all the all the items that I watch. Uh, if you're interested in in any of them, uh, I'd lo- I'd love to hear about it. So you know, get in get in touch with us. And if you did watch the Fringe finale, uh, then you should uh, also get in touch with us because I I want to hear what people thought because uh, so far I've only heard good things and that kind of weirds me out a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And slash or if you have any other sci-fi shows that aren't on that list or ones that we haven't mentioned, I think we'd both love to hear about those as well. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always keen to get into a new sci-fi show. I, I love sci-fi like nothing else. Uh, it's, it's my, you know, it's my favorite genre of TV. Uh, so at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, going through various different shows such as Star Trek, uh, and I'll be, uh, I'll be keen to, to pick something up new, something new up, uh, soon. It's funny. I'm looking at that list and, uh, really it's only one of them that I actually watch. Well, two of you include Doctor Who. There's a, there's a few, there's a few that I actually, that I watch, uh, Doctor Who being on there, Continuum being on there, uh, Futurama is on there. Uh, oh, yeah, although Futurama. it's it's a kind of a side note. I also watch uh, I also watch Falling Skies, um, which is uh, which is another good show. Is it good? Yeah, it's very good. It's, uh, this is, this article is the first I've heard of it, so I'm just I just read a little summary. I'm like, oh, aliens. That sounds neat. Yeah, so it's uh, it's I think just finished its second season. No, maybe it's maybe it's halfway through its second season, and it's just it's just going places. Like it's uh, it's very it's staying very interesting, which is good, uh, which is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's one show on there that Ruby and I watch is a person of interest. Yep. Um, I I don't know if I. It's one of those things. I think science fiction is one of those categories where it's hard to tell what actually is science fiction. Yeah. Um, and I think person of interest is one of those shows I wouldn't really consider it science fiction. Right. Yep. Um. Like summary of it is, uh, Ben from Lost. Uh, well, it, okay, so it has Ben from Lost, and it has Jesus from The Passion of the Christ. So yeah, I just call right him Ben there, and Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. I, I don't. I don't even need to describe it anymore. That should be enough to get people to watch. <laughs> it has Ben um, and Jesus in it, people. If <laughs> if that doesn't interest you, then then I don't know what will. <laughs> um, but Ben's Ben's character, uh, his, his name is Finch, in in the show. Uh, has created like a machine that can determine when people are gonna like when normal like a normal person is gonna die, and it, and it spits out a uh, social security number. But it, it's the the number is just someone associated with it. And usually, it's the person that is is going to be on the receiving end, but a lot of times it's not. Yep. And so that's where uh, Jim Caviezel's character. Uh, comes in. He's kind of like a former spec ops type guy who who it's his job to protect the person and get him out of trouble and that kind of stuff. Um, so you know it, it does have a bit of sci-fi with like the you know the computer like you, you don't really ever uh, there's not there's not really any interaction with that computer system and it's it's sort of like a sort of like an AI but you know you don't again there's not it's more of like a background thing where it just kind of gives them numbers and you can ever you see a lot of shots kind of like from like security cams that it's watching and that kind of thing right but it, it's it i i i would be hard pressed to say it's a character you know like it, so it's not like you go oh, there's you know there's finch there's um john and then there's the ai like it's not it's not really there it's more of a tool yeah it's it's a it's, just, it's a plot development device 
Yeah, which is where I, I think it'd be different if it was if there were episodes where it was like sentient and talking to them, then I go, okay, this is sci-fi. Or even if it was a, a lot more uh, involved in the actual show, because yeah. uh, it's it's fairly like it's mostly about the the protecting and the and the like the the, the detective work to find out who it is. Like it's it's that sort of show, yeah. and then it's, this yeah. is just kind of like in the background, in the back of your mind. It, it provides the it provides the method for where the story comes from. <laughs> Yeah. Now there were there are. I think it's in season two now. Yeah, I think um, so. There were a couple episodes where it was where I guess it, it did kind of interact with them. Right. But that's not like the, the the majority of the show is not like that. Like it, it's it's a great show. Like you know, I I really enjoy it. Like it's it's one of the shows that Ruby and I like when we get it, we have to watch it right away. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't like okay we have it we can watch it when we're ready it's like no 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 it's done get it on the TV we're watching it this very second because we you know we need to know what happened like it's good and you know like it's 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 quality TV yeah sure um but but yeah so it's not but I I I think I'd be I don't know if it's sci-fi but yeah so anyway people let us know what sci-fi shows you like let us know what's on the what's what's on the list you like what's on the list you don't like. Or what's not on the list that you like or don't like? Exactly. Uh, so the, the the last thing that we uh, that we we're going to talk about today, we've got so much so much still on the list, but we're we're running out of time. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna do one more topic, and then we're gonna we're gonna pass off everything else to next week. Uh, just uh, just in the last couple of days, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Bean, but I I definitely saw this, and I was like, whoa. Uh, and I know it's of interest to you because I know that you met your wife on DeviantArt. That's true. So, uh, so the the news that came out this week was that uh, The Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson, uh, has has bought the rights to make a movie based on an artwork from DeviantArt. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm posting. I'm going to post the the link to the actual artwork on uh, on in the show notes. Uh, it's it's basically a picture of a girl in bed asleep, uh, and there's like a a big alien looking kind of monster, Cloverfield style monster, uh, lurking over her as if I guess to to eat to eat her. Uh, and he is being this alien is being fended off by a teddy bear with a little wooden sword and a little wooden shield and it's both scary and adorable uh <laughs> as a picture and you should go and have a look at it because it like it's hard to really explain how it looks but yeah uh but the rock has obviously liked it because he bought the rights to make a movie based on on that that's all the that's all that he's uh he's got to go on and uh i've i think this is the smallest amount of information that i've ever seen a movie based on <laughs> well i don't even understand how you could buy the rights to make a movie based on a drawing oh, i don't know but he's done do, it do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, like, like if he if he made a movie and it was you know and he goes oh i'm making a movie about Teddy bears that protect kids from monsters. Yep. I don't think anyone would go. Oh no, this guy had that idea first. Look at his drawing. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I guess either way, it's, it's good of him to, assuming that the, the the original artist got money, it's good of him to to pay him, and and you know, I guess out him as his inspiration. Right. But it, it's just 
It seems it seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no story in a in uh, uh, I guess you could say in, in in real art, there's a story, but <laughs> there's not there's, there's no not a whole play. lot of story. Yeah. <laughs> there's not like there's not like you know ninety minutes of of screen time story uh in in it but look uh you know it's it's going to be an adventure movie uh apparently uh and it's going to be called teddy bear so obviously the teddy bear is going to play a big part in this uh in this film uh and I, yeah i i don't know it, it i think it i think it's definitely an interesting concept you know buying the rights to an image uh and it's certainly uh certainly worth uh worth following as as it makes its way to the big screen uh but yeah i i like i like you said uh i don't know how you can like how you can buy the rights to a, to the story behind an image when <laughs> there's not really a lot of story uh a lot of story uh imparted through it uh yeah. especially this image which it's i mean it's 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 just a a, a great big alien monster thing uh like hulking over a small small girl uh with a teddy bear <laughs> and it's uh you know it's the sort of image that comes out of most a lot of people's would come out of a lot of people's head when they think of you know monsters under the bed and stuff like that so maybe i mean maybe he bought the rights to the, the look of the alien or something like the the monster or something who knows who knows and and maybe when the movie comes out that'll be the uh the poster art will look something like that maybe maybe uh i i love the i love the fact that the the little uh, the the comment under the uh under the image posted by the posted by the the artist uh just you know it's like um it's just a f- fast and stupid one like it's you know it was just like a random sketch that he just kind of you know doodled on his uh on his wacom or whatever and just kind of threw it up on deviantart because that's what you do, uh, right? And uh, and now he's <laughs> now he's you know the the inspiration for a movie, and possibly uh, feel you know his his wallet's feeling very good at the moment. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully for him it is. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's really all we've got time for um, to today, this week this week uh if you would like to read about any of the stuff that we've talked about today uh you can go and you can go and check it out uh on our show notes uh you can find them on our website at jellyandbean.co forward slash nine because this is episode number nine uh if you would like to contact us and talk about stuff we would love to hear from you it's 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 a you know, we we love it. Uh, you can you can go to our contact page. Uh, that's at jillianbean.co forward slash contact. Uh, you can also contact us on Facebook and on Twitter. We we have uh, we have an account there as well. Uh, you can find the Facebook account is facebook.com forward slash jellyandbean, uh, and the Twitter handle is underscore jellyandbean. Uh, you can also follow either me and Brandon on on uh, Twitter. Uh, Brandon is at Brandroid Attack, and I am at Jellybean Soup. Uh, this has been episode number nine, and it's uh, it's, it's been jam packed as promised. Uh, we look forward to next week when we will uh, talk to your ears more. I guess. Bye. Bye.